everyone. Today is October 27th, 2015. I'm your podcast host, Client Manager John Nickel of InTouch Manufacturing Services. InTouch is an American-owned company headquartered in Shenzhen, China that specializes in everything from quality control product inspections to factory audits, social compliance, and sourcing. Today I'll be talking a little bit about the Tianjin explosions. I know this didn't make huge waves in the U.S., it didn't make a lot of headlines in the U.S., but it was sort of a big deal here in China, and I think its significance is unquestionable. This is based off of a bulletin article that was written earlier this month. So how could the Tianjin warehouse explosions on August 12th have been prevented, and what can this tragedy teach us about managing supply chains? On the morning of August 13th, I myself woke to find dozens of posts on social media clamoring about the events that occurred the night before. There had been reports of two massive explosions in a warehouse in Tianjin, a prominent port city in northern China. Shockwaves had been felt several kilometers away from the blast site, and soon videos of the explosions emerged from people in Tianjin who were able to capture the disaster on their mobile phones. Eyewitness accounts started to clash with state media reports, and despite the best efforts of the Chinese government to downplay the incident and censor those who were sharing what they had seen, both videos and speculation proliferated. And while the true number of casualties and some other facets of the disaster are still unknown, this podcast intends to illuminate, based on what is known, how the Tianjin warehouse explosions could have been prevented, namely through the use of an ISO 9001 type audit. So let's start with some background about what we actually know about the Tianjin explosions. Near midnight on the night of August 12th, firefighters were working to put out a blaze that had started in a warehouse owned by Reihai Logistics, a company which handles hazardous materials near Tianjin's Bohai Bay. The warehouse was a storage area for containers of hazardous materials. Within an hour, there were two explosions large enough to be seen from space. The chemicals stored in the warehouse are still not completely reported, but 700 tons of sodium cyanide and 800 tons of ammonium nitrate and 500 tons of potassium nitrate are confirmed to have exploded. Chemical experts have said that water used in fighting the fire might have mixed with calcium carbonate to create acetylene, a highly volatile gas, which could have triggered the explosions. As of mid-October, that is, around the time of this broadcast, the number reportedly killed from the explosions has reached 173 people, with nearly 800 additional people reported injured. This death toll includes 95 firefighters, making the Tianjin warehouse explosions the deadliest incident for Chinese firefighters, dating at least back to the founding of Communist China in 1949. Many have speculated, including Reporters Without Borders, that the number of casualties has been significantly underreported by state media. Evidence such as the location of a major residential area less than one kilometer from the blast site suggests that casualties may be much more numerous. There's also a massive crater formed where the exploded warehouse had been located. Physical damage was extensive. For example, more than 8,000 new cars were burned from the explosions, and buildings as far away as 4 kilometers from the blast site incurred damage to walls and ceilings. There's also a rumored potential chemical fallout from the blasts. One factor that continues to pose a threat is the possibility for pollution around the area of the blast site. Within a week of the explosions, thousands of dead fish washed ashore from the river high near the blast site. Residents of Tianjin reported seeing an unusual foam substance on local streets after the first rainfall following the explosions. Others reported skin irritation after coming in contact with the rain. Officials have claimed these issues are not due to pollution, however. As a result of the Tianjin explosions, there have been some poor supply chain mismanagement practices that have come to light. 
And although the precise cause of the fire and the explosions that resulted is unknown publicly, there are several areas where negligence was likely a major contributing factor to the blasts. Questions were raised soon after the disaster regarding the legitimacy of the warehouse and the method for handling and storage of the hazardous materials involved. An investigation into the warehouse by means of an audit might very well have mitigated the effects of, or even prevented, the explosions from happening altogether. A few points regarding the legality of the storage area that exploded are especially concerning. First is that the warehouse involved was located well within one kilometer of a nursery, an elementary school, a motorway, and a large residential area, despite government regulations prohibiting this proximity to such areas. And given the radius of the blasts, there very likely would have been fewer casualties if the logistics company had abided by these regulations. Another concerning factor lies in reports of the quantity of hazardous chemicals stored at another warehouse near the blast site. An estimated 70 times the legal quantity of toxic sodium cyanide. This lack of compliance with the local law has real implications regarding the continued threat of contamination to local water supplies. Finally, reports found that the logistic company's license to handle hazardous materials expired in October 2014 and was only reinstated in June 2015 meaning the company had been operating illegally during this lapsed period. So let's talk about prevention. How might an ISO 9001 audit have prevented the disaster in Tianjin? Properly conducted, an audit of the warehouse would have been able to identify issues related to compliance with local law. Additionally, issues with the logistic company's handling and storage of the hazardous materials might have been identified during a specific audit based on ISO 9001 standards. If such issues contributed to the disaster, it's likely the warehouse could have taken corrective action in advance to limit the risks of contamination or explosion based on the findings of such an audit. So what are ISO 9001 standards and how do they apply here? Well, ISO 9001 standards come from a family of standards related to quality management systems. These are designed and maintained by the International Organization for Standardization, or ISO, as it's sometimes called. Manufacturers and distributors can acquire ISO 9001 certification, provided that they meet certain criteria. Similarly, qualified third-party inspection and auditing companies can audit manufacturers and distributors' facilities for adherence to these guidelines. Five major areas from the current ISO 9000 guidelines with which this kind of audit is concerned are quality management, responsibility and professionalism of management, resource management, product realization, and measurement, analysis, and improvement. The two areas of such an audit concerning the handling of materials are quality management and product realization. Let's talk about materials handling. Both quality management and product realization deal with the traceability of materials. You can see in excerpts from example ISO 9001 audit reports that show that the traceability of materials is verified by matching documentation to finished products. In the case of the material stored in the Tianjin warehouse, Documents should have been available to trace chemicals and their quantities back to their origin. Section 7.5.3 of ISO 9001 from 2008, that is, the current and most recent revision, specifies that product realization includes measures taken by the facility to control the unique identification of the product and maintain records on site. If those responsible were unaware of the presence of 70 times the legal quantity of toxic sodium cyanide, an audit for ISO 9001 would have potentially revealed this. Now, part of product realization relates to the proper storage and labeling of materials, a lack of which likely played a role in the tangent explosions. 
In many ISO 9001 audit report templates, the ISO standard here is relevant not only as it applies to labeling, but also with regard to proper storage of chemicals and materials so as to avoid contamination. Proper separation of materials and chemicals is also a key facet of an audit using the current ISO 9001 framework to prevent contamination and other hazards, including fire. It's important to note that the ISO 9001 standards are currently going through a revision and an updated version to 9001-2015 is expected to be finalized and released later this year. Although the full revision has not yet been made public, new guidelines concerning materials handling will be contained in Section 8.5, specifically Section 8.5.2, covering identification and traceability, addresses the following. Identifying the materials used for production and a supplier's ability to link those materials to finished goods, not unlike what you see in the current version, monitoring the status and quantities of materials stored, and maintaining records and a procedure for uniquely identifying and tracing materials used in production. Now, the updated version of ISO 9001, with greater emphasis placed on risk-based thinking, will aim to avoid unsafe conditions related to the handling of materials, such as those which occurred in the Tianjin disaster. The tragic Tianjin explosions have so far, left many questions unanswered. Censorship of the media by China's central government has made it difficult for the public to be sure about the exact cause, number of casualties, and extent of damage from the disaster. But one point is apparent, and that is that negligence on the part of the company responsible, whether deliberate or unknowing, led to the illegal storage and handling of dangerous chemicals that ignited the blasts. The disaster has led to almost 200 deaths and another 800 casualties, while threatening the safety of the local water supply. And an audit of the facility involved would have potentially revealed the risks and quite possibly prevented the fire and the resulting blasts. For this reason, the Tianjin explosions, although they didn't make, as I said, they didn't make huge headlines in the U.S., they will likely be remembered for decades to come as a textbook case of supply chain mismanagement. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the podcast And I wanted to also remind you guys to check us out on Facebook, become a fan, follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, check out our YouTube channel. We've got some inspection videos there and some interviews with industry experts. And finally, if you'd like to get in contact with us directly, you can drop us a line on our company website. That is www.intouchquality.com. Thank you.